It's Larry's Top 6 at 6 on News Talk 610 CKTV. Some of the day's top news audio are Top 6 at 6. Welcome. Sound number one. We'll go with our breaking story today. It uh, broke just before we started the show earlier this afternoon. Gunshots at Yorkdale Mall. As has been pointed out, Canada's fourth largest mall Kind of uh, Dufferin in the uh, 401, Allen Expressway in the 401 in Toronto, huge mall, and gunshots, and people ran, and police closed it down eventually. Uh, sound number one goes to young Anna, who was an eyewitness, who told her story earlier to Evan Solomon. You're in Yorkdale Mall right now. No, I'm not in Yorkdale Mall. We ran away from the mall through the parking lot. We ran as far as we could through, like, streets and back streets. And now we're actually in a Dollarama on the phone with our parents and just getting some water. What What did you hear when you were inside the mall, Anna? So we were actually, like, what we saw is... I, I first saw a family with a stroller, so like approximately maybe seven, eight people start running really close to us. And I thought that they were just rushing to somewhere or missing something or like they were late to something. So I didn't think anything of it. And then uh, I and then I noticed that there's not eight people, there's 20. And then I see, and then I see 30. And then I see um, like every single person in the mall, like in the hall, in the huge hallway that we were in. I just see every single person dropping things and running and and like and like we and then we heard really loud noises. I don't know if it like was it obviously wasn't a bomb, but in that moment because of like the recent terrorist attacks, I don't know if it was a bomb or a gunshot. Never heard either before. So we just heard loud noises as we were running away with everyone else. As people were dropping things, and it was complete chaos. No one knew where to run. We just saw like outside light and we ran to the nearest exit. That is Anna describing her experience at Yorkdale Mall today, heard earlier on CKTV on the Evan Solomon show. Uh, Still looking for suspects. The mall will be closed until tomorrow. Sound number two, the daily appearance, it seems, this week from Foreign Affairs Minister Christian Freeland in Washington going through new NAFTA negotiations or whatever that deal is going to be called. Trade agreement negotiations. Sound number two, Christian Freeland talking to reporters in Washington, D.C. Okay, uh, so that was another productive meeting with Ambassador Lighthizer and his team. Uh, Both sides continue to bring goodwill to the table. Uh, There are a lot of complicated issues that we need to get through very, very quickly. Uh, And uh, we'll be coming back uh, quite soon. Uh, We have a little more work to do with officials, uh, and then we'll come back and review and just keep on working. Uh, I would say, you know, this is a very, very uh, intense set of conversations uh, and I continue to feel that there is a lot of goodwill on all sides. We continue to be encouraged by the constructive atmosphere that I think both countries are bringing to the table. Uh, There is a lot of goodwill. It's a lot that we're trying to do. Uh, in a short period of time, we're working very intensely. Thanks a lot. I'll see you later today. All right. Probably will. Christian Freeland there. Uh, you get the feeling when she says intense negotiations that somebody at some point stood up today and went, 
Yeah, well, the jerk store called, and they're out of you, you know. And But, uh, I don't know. Hopefully they'll get through it. We'll have a deal. Sound number three, the U.S. Open tennis. Being accused of sexism. So we talked about this a little bit yesterday because it's so hot and humid that women are allowed breaks, and they actually gave men a chance to sit and cool down a bit. Uh, and yesterday, a French player, female player, Elise Cornet, uh, got one of those breaks for the female. She went and cooled off, took off her T-shirt. Now, underneath, she's wearing a complete kind of sports bra, top, whole thing. And not just a bra, but it had a midsection and everything. So just so you know, she's not topless. She she takes off her T-shirt. When it's time to go back and play, she puts it on again. As she gets on court, she realizes she's put her T-shirt on backwards. So she goes to the back by the wall, in the shadows, in a corner, in the dark, quickly takes off the T-shirt again, stuff underneath, puts it on the right way, and the umpire gives her a verbal, unsportsmanlike warning. She didn't lose any points or get kicked out, but... That was odd. Men are shirtless all the time. So this is Elise Cornet talking about that incident from yesterday. The umpire was probably overwhelmed by the situation. Uh, you know, we were all very hot outside. Um, maybe it just didn't make the right decision. Of course, I was surprised when I just changed the T-shirt really quick and, and it gave me the calculation. I didn't expect it and I told him that it was um, pretty weird. Uh, but he just stayed on in, on his position, and then I just kept playing. I was trying to win my match, so I just got over it very fast. And now, after thinking about it, I'm yeah, I'm just convinced that the umpire was uh, was making a mistake. But I don't involve the USTA in all this, and they apologized very quickly to me, so no problem. Yeah, so there is Elise Cornet, uh, the T-shirt incident. Uh, they did apologize to her, and they did say that that was probably incorrect, and they're reviewing their policies about this kind of stuff. There you go. Sound number four. We'll go to Florida for the race for governor. So the quick background is we have Andrew Gillum. He's the mayor of Tallahassee, and he's become the first nominee, black nominee for governor of Florida ever. He's a Democrat. His opponent is a Republican, Ron DeSantis. And Ron DeSantis, in talking about his opponent, used a certain phrase. So you'll hear Chris Como of Fox News, then Mr. DeSantis, and then the reaction from Andrew Gillum. This is all our sound number four. Your November opponent, Ron DeSantis, as mentioned, was on Fox News Channel this morning. And since then, there has been a bubbling on the Internet. It's trending. It's at the top of most political websites. Something that he said to our host, Sandra Smith, regarding the upcoming election. I, I want to let our viewers hear what was said. So we've got to work hard to make sure that we continue Florida going in a good direction. Let's build off the success we've had on Governor Scott. The last thing we need to do is to monkey this up by trying to embrace a socialist agenda with huge tax increases and bankrupting the state. It was the monkey this up part. Sir, your response. Yeah, that, that, that part wasn't lost on me. Uh, it's very clear. Uh, that Mr. DeSantis is uh, taking a page directly from the campaign manual of Donald Trump. Uh, but I think he's got another thing coming to him, 
if he thinks that in today's day and age, Florida voters are going to respond to that level of derision and division, they're sick of it. Uh, what we're trying to offer in this race was is that a racist or a for where a we want to go as a state. Was that racist or a figment of speech? Well. Uh, well, uh, uh, in the, uh, the handbook of Donald Trump, they no longer uh, uh, do uh, whistle calls. They're now using full bullhorns. And that was a bullhorn? And what I've got to say about that is that uh, we've got to make sure that we stay focused, I think, on the issues that confront everyday people. I'm not going to get down in the gutter uh, with DeSantis and Trump. Andrew Gillum is the first black nominee for governor, and he will uh, run for the Democrats as governor of Florida in uh, November. And his opponent said they don't want to monkey things up with him. So, yes, monkey, uh, there you have uh, the goings-on in the Florida election. Sound number five, uh, Prince Harry singing on stage in the musical Hamilton. Well, not quite, but Hamilton was on the London stage. And uh, Prince Harry uh, was there with Meghan because they had uh, raised some money for a Harry charity. And on stage after the performance, everybody, the cast was on stage, and Prince Harry was on stage, and then this happened. You say. <laughs> we did try, but I said no. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank you to Cameron Macintosh Productions, to the show's creators, Thomas Kell, and of course, Lynn Manuel Miranda. The cast and crew. And as I already mentioned, a round of applause to yourselves for taking part in this evening's activities because you have together raised a huge amount of money to change the lives of thousands of children in Botswana. All right, so there was a speech there, but the main thing that people were focused on today and why it's one of our sounds of the day is Prince Harry just, you say, that bit of singing, and they wanted him to sing more. Interestingly, he chose a song that in Hamilton is sung by King George because Harry's nephew, Prince George, will be king before... Harry ever will, you know, but there you go. So, let's go to sound number six. And Kanye West, believe it or not, back in May at TMZ, Kanye West made a statement that slavery was a choice. It upset a lot of people. On a Chicago radio interview, he said, I'm sorry for the way it made people feel. And he tried to explain his comments. Sound number six, Kanye West. Let's bring it back a little bit, Chicago. We're talking yeah. about Kanye West. You just mentioned yeah. the comment that you made on TMZ saying that slavery was a choice. and then Which um, wasn't the actual comment, okay. but it was taken as that, so it doesn't matter. As right. well. okay. I said 400 years, it sounds like a choice to me. Gotcha. To Kanye West. Not being a historian, like GLC is a historian. He'll break it down for you. I tell you, I got to bring him up, and he'll break down all this. To me... When I hear about anything of an entire group of powerful people being captive, being held captive for 400 years, it sounds like a choice to the spirit of Kanye West, which I think is aligned with the spirit of Harriet Tubman, which I think, and I, let me finish, mm -hmm. which I think is aligned with the spirit of Nat Turner, which in my 
non-historical opinion, I feel that these are examples from the past of people who felt similar to that, even if it was worded incorrectly in the white man's tongue. Maybe I could have danced, or maybe I could have spoken Swahili and spoken the actual language, because even the fact that we're having to have this conversation in English is a form of slavery. Because it's not That's even That's a fact. It's not That's even a fact. language. Well, if you listen really closely, he actually makes some sense, in my opinion, to me. That is Kanye West. This has been the top six at six on News Talk 610 CKTV.